Hi, parents. Welcome to today's episode. I am thrilled to have Tanya Hale, life coach extraordinaire, on with me today. She talks about instead of opposing the other parent, like we're in a boxing ring, to actually collaborate and be curious where they're coming from. Can you imagine? Such a great idea. Have a listen. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to Parenting Post-Wilderness, your guide to parenting struggling teens. I'm your host, Beth Hillman, a mom of five boys, including a post-wilderness teen and a life coach for parents. I will guide you on how to influence lasting change by first understanding the relationship-changing power of focusing on your own behavior instead of futile attempts to control your teens. Parents, the change begins with us. Hi, parents. So glad you guys are here today. I am so excited. And I know I just introduced her in the intro, but I'm going to say hi again to Tanya. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) So I probably should just go ahead and you know, to say to everyone that we we know each other and we're friends. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> right. That there's everything right with us being friends, actually. So Exactly, exactly. Why can't um, I share the vast knowledge of my friends to my clients and audience? Um, so Tanya and I met through coaching. We have similar background in coaching, some similar background. And, uh, and Tanya is an incredible... Uh, midlife relationship coach. And so she works with people who've been divorced, people who are not divorced, if you want to get divorced or not get divorced or anything around that. So, and I'll let Tanya introduce herself and I can't wait to start chatting. Okay. Hi there, everyone. My name is Tanya Hale. So as Beth just said, I'm a midlife relationship coach, which means that I work with, um, I was married for 24 years and then I got divorced. Um, and so I have knowledge of that and I work with that a lot, like how the process of divorce, choosing to get divorced. I work with people who are on the verge of making that decision, people who are in the thick of trying not to be, um, mean people. (laughs) I was trying to think of a nice word to use there, who are trying to be, you know, show up decent people in the middle of divorce and how do we survive after divorce? I also work with a lot of clients, midlife relationships, people who come and they're like, okay, like, my relationship in my marriage is horrible right now, but I don't want to get divorced. I want to figure it out. And I work with a lot of parents on how do I show up for my adult kids? Because adult kids are not the same as kids that are living in your house. And so, um, so I do that. And I got remarried about a year and a half ago. So I've got some good, good experience as far as divorce goes, as far as being single goes, as far as figuring out so much stuff in those years, the six and a half years that I was single, I spent a lot of time really trying to dig in and figure out, okay, what was going on there? Because I was, I was baffled and stymied the entire time I was married, just going, I don't know what's wrong here. I don't know how to fix this. I can't figure this out. And so after I got divorced and I just dug in and I started figuring things out and I was Lord. And then I found the life coach school and, um, that content and information just really shifted everything for me as well. And I got certified. And at this point I am a midlife relationship coach, and I just have some great things to share with you today that I think are going to be very helpful as far as helping you as 
spouses or maybe even ex-spouses communicate better and even with your children to learn how to communicate better. So, Yeah. Oh, I love that you just brought up communication. Uh, I feel like, well, seems like that's what it all boils down to. I don't know if that's Mm -hmm. true or not, but it does seem like if I can actually, one, figure out what I need, I guess my my own self-awareness, and then I can maybe somehow communicate that. But that's very hard to do. Like I just jumped ahead. But um, a while back, uh, Tanya, I had mentioned to Tanya something, just some, like, what do you call it? Uh, disagreements between my husband and I. And and she had such just an amazing, um, some amazing information to share, which made me think I am so excited to have her on here because especially with, I don't know what family doesn't struggle. I think Mm -hmm. every family struggles, right? We're either struggling with kids or kids are struggling or spouses are struggling or we're struggling or whatever. There's, there is struggle. That's part of life. It's part of relationships, right? It's definitely part of marriage and, and family and children and whatnot. And so the idea is not to be without the struggle, right? The idea is trying to struggle with, um, well, some, I have some purpose and meaning. I don't know know what I'm trying to say. (laughs) I don't know if those are the right words either, but, but it can be beneficial for sure. Yeah. So trying to figure that out, right? Like I just can remember, um, well, I tend to want to control. I think that's pretty common actually, but especially when my kid was in the middle or just coming out of wilderness, um, my husband and I had very different ideas of what, uh, well, how we should parent. Mm -hmm. And um, something, this just came to my mind, but okay, you guys know the show Breaking Bad, right? I I don't know how many people are familiar with that, but it is very heavy. It's very heavy into drugs and this this guy. And uh, my husband desperately wanted to show our son who just came out of wilderness, this TV show. And I was beside myself. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you doing? And I wanted to control everything that was happening at this time because we had, you know, he'd just come out of wilderness and he was sort of back to himself for a minute. And I don't know that just that moment comes back to me of, I had absolutely decided that that was a terrible idea, that my husband was terrible, that our child would go straight back into drugs at that. I just was so involved and had such a an idea that I, I knew how the future was going to play out. <laughs> yeah. And that's just one of those memories where I think of that I was so scared. I was running on fear and control and I didn't even know it. Right. And so part of what you said about let's get into kind of like communication stuff. How would I have known to express or, or what would I have done, I guess? Well, I think first of all, most of us don't know. And that's why we get in the messes that we get in, right? And that's why we start moving into blaming and accusing and attacking because we are coming off of fear and we don't have any other skills. That is true. And that's why we get in these messes. And then we're pretty, pretty soon we're both in full on defensive mode, walls built, clear up, and we're both just shooting arrows back and forth at each other with zero awareness of how to stop that and how to, to figure things out. So one of the first things that I love is that when we're in this space, I love the idea that, you know what, it's not, if you're married, it's not you and your husband with the problem in the middle 
or even you and your ex, if you're not married with a problem in the middle, you both want a great result for your child who's struggling. And so rather than sitting across the table from each other and shooting arrows and fighting against each other, let's scooch our butts around the table. Let's sit next to each other and let's move out of this compromise space and seeing each other as the, um, the villain and let's okay. scoot around and let's start doing some collaboration. Let's start looking at the problem together and say, okay, tell me what you see. And so like in that situation that you shared, Beth, I think an opportunity for you to sit down with your husband and say, okay, let's talk about this show and move into curiosity. Tell me what you see in the show that you think would be helpful for our son. Oh my gosh. Tell me what's going on for you. Tell me what you see. Yeah. And they just get super curious. Yeah. It's so interesting what you said about the problem being in the middle. I'm like, how did you know that's what my brain was doing? I'm like, well, because <laughs> it's what all of our brains do, right? We get in this place where we see the other person in the relationship is in opposition to us. And yeah. what, what is so helpful to remember is that, listen, we're on the same team here. We both want the best for our child. And yes. your husband wanting to show him that there was something in that, that for him was like, this would be beneficial. This will help him. This will strengthen him. And yes. just because you didn't see it doesn't mean that it wasn't true, but mm. you don't understand his point of view until we can stop being oppositional and we can start being collaborative and we can say, okay, help me see what I'm not seeing. Oh help gosh. me see what you see that I don't. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting when you say that. I think I was so determined that and so convinced that that I was right and he was wrong. Mm -hmm. And it, it when you mentioned that like opposition, like I'm sitting across the table or maybe like I imagine myself at a boxing ring, right? Like right. you are my my opposition and I, I have to take you over or something in order to be heard or whatever. But you're saying it's actually, we're actually both on the same team, which is so true. Every parent I talk to, whether it's a, you know, the dad or the mom, they do want what's best for their child. That, right. that is very clear, but they just have different ideas on how that looks. Right. right. And, and like. rather than sitting down and saying, okay, tell me, tell me all the things mm. we just automatically go into this. I'm right. And you're wrong. And I have to force you to see it my way. Yeah. When, yeah. when neither of us is right or wrong, there's probably a brilliant collaborative answer in there somewhere. Hmm. So a word that comes to mind when you say that is, is, and I think you might've said it first, is that being curious, mm -hmm. like curious to what would, you know, in this situation, like what, what do you think that show could offer our son? But how would I get to curiosity? Because I think the brain just wants to be so Right. I, I was desperate. I was holding on so desperately to this. No, I'm right. So mm -hmm. how do you think like you, I would make that shift? Now I look back and I think, oh, of course I should have done that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have tools now that you didn't have. And I would imagine anybody listening to this, that's like, yeah, I'm right. They're wrong. It's just a lack of tools. It's a lack of awareness that there is more out there that, that my viewpoint, though it probably has some amazing things to it, is not complete. Oh. And the other person's viewpoint is not complete either. And we both have gaping holes because of our own experiences, because of our own understanding, because of the, the data that we've collected and that our brain has latched onto and says this, 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 this. But meanwhile, their brains have latched onto data 
that says, no, this, 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 and this. And it may be latching onto different data. But if we can combine that data, think how much more powerful that can be. And so we just have to consciously practice stepping into this place that says, I might be wrong here. And guess what? If I am, that's great news because there's something better that can happen. We have to give ourselves space to be wrong and for the other person to be right. And and realize that the other person also wants what is best for the situation. Mm. I think in in some ways, um, some some people could really get their heads around that, right? A um, little bit of a grace maybe for your partner mm-hmm. and, a, and a little bit of um, perspective shift for you. Yeah. yeah. And I know, and I, and I know many parents are working with the other parent, whether they're divorced or not, uh, is, is maybe more collaborative than others. Right. Mm-hmm. So what, what kind of options do people have when let's say the other parent is literally like just absolutely stubborn, will not, there's a lot of parents, um, and clients I have that maybe the, the other parent, you know, isn't coaching, isn't working on themselves. Um, and basically stubborn and refuses, mm-hmm. refuses to move. So how can we help, you know, the people who are growing and learning and changing and willing to see that they're wrong and all these things? How do we help them communicate to maybe these other people who are just not, or on a different journey, I like to say, or they're, they're not as far on the journey or they're just timing is different. How, what would you say to, to those people who are who are working on themselves. Yeah. You know, I work with a lot of clients who are just in that exact same position, right? Like a lot of women come to me and there's like my ma- my spouse is not interested at all mm-hmm. in fixing our marriage or making things better. And so we cannot control other people. And I think when we can wrap our heads around that idea, <laughs> I know try it, so hard. I know it seems ridiculous because we all know that at a cognitive level, but our primitive brain is back there going, no, we can control all the things. <laughs> no, trust me, I can't. I can make it. Right. I can do it. <laughs> and I know that this is the best thing and I know what's right and I know what to do here. And we have to let go of that. And I think one, I love that you used the word grace just a few minutes ago, because I think that grace is one of the most valuable things that we can step into in our lives and in our relationships is grace for that other person. Realizing that, listen, that other person probably most likely wants a great outcome with their child as well. Mm. And, and they may not have the tools, they may not have the, the awareness of stepping into something different, but that's okay. You do. And mm. one person can change the dance steps and the other person is going to have to adjust at some way. You know, if you're doing the waltz and I start doing the cha-cha, you're going to have to make some adjustments, either standing back a little bit or doing something. But when it is done with, first of all, and a feeling of grace for the other person, the other person absolutely wants what is best for this child as well. And then awareness that they're probably like up to their eyeballs in fear as well. Yeah. They're probably just so scared that they can't think either because the clients that you work with, these are tough, tough, terrifying situations. And, and the other parent is probably terrified as well. And yeah. so if we can offer them grace to be a human, to 
to not know what to do, to be, to be reacting out of fear. And if we can keep our head around us and just say, okay, first of all, let me just give them space to be a human without judging, without telling them that they're wrong, without being angry and attacking and accusing and blaming. Let me step into curiosity. Let me ask them questions. Let me find out where they are. Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest things we can do, first of all, is is come in with the idea that says they're not trying to do harm here because sometimes we think they are. Mm-hmm. They're not. And let me find out where they're coming from. Oh, yeah. I definitely thought my husband was doing harm. I'm like, you're going to show our son a TV show about drugs when he just, you know, got clean. Mm-hmm. What are you What are you doing? You yeah. know? Um, and then, of course, he had his, his, he definitely did have his perspective. He's like, um, Beth, the whole entire show is about how terrible drugs are and how it ruins lives. He's like, that's what I want to show him. Mm-hmm. So I eventually... Well, and because I didn't have any control because right. <laughs> uh, they were they had moved and we hadn't yet. And and so I had to let that one go. Um, but I finally did understand his perspective. And I realized, oh, you you really do have our, you know, you really are trying to think what what could our son use right now? And it, and it was a connection piece for them, too. Um, so I just love that. You know, I think some parents might feel like they're, quote, a giving in you know, oh, I'm letting my spouse walk all over me or he makes all decision or she does, she does this. And, and I think if we can just shift that, that mindset to being curious and not like you're not, we're not suggesting giving in, right? We're right. suggesting to be curious and to just seek understanding before decisions are made. Right. right. And in that you're, you're probably going to find that you two are 95% on the same page. <laughs> Yeah, that like you that. you know that you have similar ideas you just are coming at it from a different perspective yeah yeah but we never and take the time to do that and we just focus on the 5% and we get all up in arms and freaked out and fighting about the 5% rather than joining hands on the 95% yeah i do also like to think of it is everyone's just projecting the future or, 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 um, you know, future fondling. Uh-huh. That's all, that's all yeah. we're doing. We're just making our best guess of, oh, that TV show is going to be terrible for our son. No, that TV show is going to be fine for our son. Like we're just guessing. Yeah. And it's like, if, if I can help remind parents, actually you're, you're both just guessing. <laughs> yeah. And you think you're right. You think of course that your perspective is right, but to really pull back and realize it turns out our our prediction center in our brain is terrible. It does a terrible job at, at having any idea what the future holds. I have been shocked and surprised both for good and bad, right? Of, mm-hmm. you know, of, of things that come my way or the future. So I like to help parents remember that too. Like, well, we're all just guessing. So what if, you know, we, we um, had, did my idea, you know, and then we did your idea or we did your idea and then my idea, let's, let's figure it out. But I think we, we tend to, um, I know a lot of uh, parents maybe disagree about sports for their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Hey, you know, just let them work out with their buddies. No, they have to be a part of a team. I have seen that before. It's like, I don't, we don't really know what's going to happen either way. And right. there's probably advantages and disadvantages t- to both. And so that's well, just something. Yeah. Our, our brains just want to go into space that I'm right and you're wrong. Yes. <laughs> and so we don't even create a space for their opinion, their ideas. 
we just shut it down immediately rather than moving into that curiosity that says, okay, let, tell me, tell me what your brain is thinking. Cause here's the thing we have in our brains, what I call an encyclopedia of experience. Mm. Every experience in my life is in my brain. And when I hear something, when I have something come up, it goes into my brain. It's all filtered through that encyclopedia of experience and it comes out with an idea or with an opinion. (laughs) And And so, of course, it's going to be different than the person next to me, whether that be a spouse or or whoever, because their encyclopedia of experience is completely different. Mm. And so so we have to understand that that they're going to see it very, very differently. And that doesn't mean that it's wrong. It just means that from their experience, they come to different conclusions. And if we can create space for other people to have a different encyclopedia of experience going on in their brain. And realize that, oh, from their perspective, from their experiences, this seems like a great idea or a horrible idea. From mine, it seems the opposite. Let's just talk about it. Maybe neither one is right or wrong. Maybe they're both completely valid. Right. So, Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, Something I was just thinking about was how our children can sometimes, it feels like our children sort of pit parents against each other. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? I think those kids are jerks. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I think about that. No, you know what? (laughs) You just made my day and every parent say like, that's right. That's exactly what's happening. They're jerks. Those kids are using every tool at their disposal to get what they want. That's right. Which is what our brains do, which is developmentally exactly where their brains are. Of course, their brains are going to try and pit parents against each other because that's how they have learned and are learning to manipulate the world to make it show up the way that they want it to. Of mm. course, they're going to do that. And yeah. so I just think as, as parents, we have to be aware that, okay, our kids are going to do this. They're going to play us against each other developmentally, that's how their brains are figuring out how to, how to work their world. So So what do parents do then? I think we have to, first of all, know it's going to happen and let's come up with a plan. Let's talk about it. Let's communicate about it. Let's discuss like when this happens, when my, when our child asks you for something, how do we respond to that in a way to make sure that we are on the same page Yes. before we, we answer like, well, that's a, that's a good question. Let me talk to your mom about it, or let me talk to your dad about it, and let's see what's going on. Let them know, first of all, we're on the same page. Like, we're going to talk. We're going to discuss. Because then their brain's going to go, oh, if they're going to talk, then I can't use this approach, and I can't use this approach, right? They'll, and they'll be, they'll be amazing at coming up with a different approach to try and get what they want. That's what our brains do. But I think as much as possible, when we can be on the same page, and when we can know that, listen, we both want what's best for our kid here. Let's mm. start. Th- let's start from that premise, rather than the fact that we're enemies and that we're both trying to sabotage the other parent. We're both on the same team. We both want this. Let's sit down and let's work together. Yeah, like a united front. I, I have heard that. Right, that term. I don't know if it's so united, but same page. You know, same page parenting, yeah. or kind of a. Yeah. But the parents need to be talking, right? They need to be deciding. And and if if a kid su- 
you know, surprises you with a question, which happens a lot. It's just what you said, like, uh, okay, yeah, I appreciate you asking. Let me get with, you know, the mom or dad and we'll get back to you and let you know. And I think that's, yeah, I think because our brains want to be right all the time, (laughs) it wants to be able to give an answer right then. Yes. And we want to be, we want to be seen as, as smart and knowing and all the things. Right. And so if we can step back from that and go, okay, I don't have the answer right now. Let me chat with your dad and we'll figure it out. Yeah. And, you know, and realize that, that shut, let's, let's figure out how to start shutting off this. I have to be right center of our brain and, and realize that even for our child, when they come up and ask us for something, we don't have to have the answer right then. And I think oftentimes we feel the pressure to be right, to have all the answers. Mm-hmm. And and if we can step back from that and say, let me chat with the yeah. other parent and let's see what's going on. Yeah, I love that. Such a good idea. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Tanya and I have a wonderful conversation about really seeing the other parent with grace. Oh, I love that. Uh, more to come next week. Hope to see you there. Bye-bye. Hey there. Thank you for joining me today. If you know a struggling parent, please share this with them. If you have any questions or want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at Beth Hillman Coaching or through my website, BethHillmanCoaching.com. And remember, parents, the change begins with us.